Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you are listening to Teen Money Matters. We're your hosts, Jayadita Kothari and Sanika Kothari. Teens have enough to think about with growing up, such as societal pressures from peers, parents, family, and more. So how can young people set themselves up for financial success? This program will explore ways to save, budget, and understand the importance of managing money for the future, including interviews with fellow teens and insight from local experts in the financial world. Tonight we feature teen guest Shivam Patel and financial expert Mr. Daniel Banks. Hi, Shivam. Hi. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Right before we get started, could you please tell us more about you in terms of your hobbies, interests, future plans, anything else? Yes, so I'm currently a freshman in Parkland High School, and I've had some previous experiences in finance and business, and my current hobbies are coding, chess, and overall just learning as much stuff as I can. Yep, great, thank you. So before we start off with the interview today, we just like to talk a bit about income and benefits, which is our topic for today. So to start off, what is income, right? Income is simply money that you gain or receive through different sources. And these sources could include a paycheck through a job, gifts or prizes, or other profitable methods. And there are also many types of incomes, including active income, passive income, and investment or portfolio income. Active income is money earned by exchanging your time or energy. An example of this is jobs. Passive income is money earned without actively participating to earn that money. Examples of passive income include rental income and unemployment benefits. And lastly, investment or portfolio income is money earned through investments and assets. Examples of this include interest, ETFs, and stocks. Yep, so the next part of our episode today is talking about the benefits that are associated with income. Some of the things that we're talking about here are actually uh, concepts and things that we've gone over in previous episodes, so go check that out right now. As for benefits, the most common type we talk about are employee benefits, and these are basically uh, benefits that are provided to employees over and above the salaries and wages that they earn. So there's four main types. One is health and wellness. Financial and retirement is the second. Third, time off and leave. And fourth is work-life balance. So each of these have different things that they incorporate. Health and wellness, for example, is associated with different insurances that companies can provide for their employees. Some of these things include health insurance, dental, vision, things like this. Financial and retirement types of benefits are essentially 401ks or pension, and these are associated with money after you are fulfilled with your job life, career life. After that, uh, time off and leave. Uh, These are associated with flexible work arrangements, childcare assistance, and the uh, different types of arrangements that you have as part of your job. And work-life balance is associated with vacation days, sick days, paid time off, all of the things that you need to maintain a proper balance between your personal life and your uh, work life. Another thing that we want to talk about on this episode today is the pros and cons of having uh, being a part of businesses versus being in jobs. Uh, these are things that are constantly debated about within our society today, and there's a lot of different opinions. Uh, so. Obviously, um, there's pros and cons to both, but overall, uh, businesses are mostly termed for entrepreneurial ventures and more independent 
uh, ways of earning an income versus jobs is mostly uh, working in a company or working in within a larger setting uh, where you earn a steady income. So there's both um, good sides and bad sides to both. Businesses are very independent. You can make some profits. You can take a lot of risks. And for jobs, you don't take as many risks, but you do get the benefits that I just talked about. And it's also a lot more, uh, more stable in terms of the job opportunities and the exposure that you get. Yeah, so just to start off, we just wanted to ask you if you have any experience regarding earning money, earning income, or just managing it. And if you do, uh, could you please explain it? Yes. Yeah, so in middle school, a few years ago, in sixth grade, I did contribute to making a school store with my teacher. We did this in only a few months, and we opened by the new year. In this, we sold school supplies like erasers, candies, notebooks, and this allowed me to learn how to sell goods to customers and manage finances. This year, I also participated in the FBLA, which is Future Business Leaders Association Stock Market Game, and I managed to get second in nationals competition. Wow, that's amazing. Um, we definitely do have a good amount of experience, especially for uh, being a ninth grader. So from your point of view um, regarding our topic for today, how would you define income? I would loosely define income as how much money you generate, whether it be from a small store or an online business or stocks. It's just how much money you can make in a certain amount of time. Yeah, so to move on, like, as we know, recent generations have started side businesses, side hustles, and they've pursued the influencer lifestyle much more than the older ones. So how do you think this lifestyle will change as our generation grows up? I feel that these side businesses will start to grow into their own category of stable income. And I feel that anyone can go into this and make a living off of it, regardless of their education or their knowledge on finances, because it's, I would say that it's very easy to learn if you have the motivation to do it, and it grows exponentially over time. Really cool. So uh, for you personally, Shivam, what kinds of employee benefits would you look for in a job? So some of the things that we talked about were 401k plans, insurance, further education, counseling. What would you look for? Right. So currently... I'm looking for education because right now I'm just starting high school and I feel like education is the most important thing. Another main aspect of a job would be, for me at least, is gaining knowledge and experience because over the years you can build your experience and get better jobs and learn more. Yeah, so I think it's really important that people should kind of realize what benefits they need before they maybe apply for a job or maybe if they kind of pick that job that they want to do in the future, they should kind of research that these benefits are going to help them regarding what their plans are in the future, especially uh, where they are in the career. So to move on, what are some ways you think that teenagers can earn money and make an income? So as you said, like your experiences, uh, how do you think those affect your thinking into how teenagers can effectively earn money? Yeah, so I think that teenagers can learn about 
finances in school also and outside of school. And they could utilize that in real-world scenarios like the stock market or make a small business, whether it be online or in person. They could sell products and goods that they make themselves. And this would allow them to learn more about the economy and basically just get some experience, get out into the world and start making money on their own. Yeah, definitely. I think from my own experience, there's a lot of people that I know that work in uh, different jobs around our area and also do side businesses um, while being uh, in high school and being educated. So kind of transitioning to our next question, uh, in your personal opinion, there's been a, there's a lot of uh, opinions about this and a lot of different arguments on both sides. But what do you think? Should teenagers work during their time in high school? And would you specifically choose to make that decision or not? So I believe that teenagers should start working in high school. Um, I would choose to do it later in the years, maybe 11th or 12th grade when you're older. And I feel like this would give you a sense of responsibility and you can manage your own finances yourself and create your resume. So this would all help you for later in your life when you actually have to find a job. Yeah, and everyone has their own choice. And depending Mm -hmm. on the financial circumstances of them and their family, they would make the decision or not to. Um, But just so that everyone knows, um, the minimum age is 14. So that is in high school. And I think for me personally, if I had to answer this question, uh, I would say that it really depends. But I would also encourage students to prioritize their education uh, because this Mm -hmm. is sort of the time when they're being educated and growing so much. And that is very important for their future. Yeah. And just another question that we've been asking many people throughout this show, throughout our episode so far, is that there's been a lack of financial education in schools for many years now. So how do you think the schools, the school systems, not just here, but like throughout the United States, throughout the world, how should school systems change how they teach students about personal finance so they're more educated to have a better financial future? So maybe if schools would require a finance class, uh, students could learn better about finances because I feel like right now there's not many people, at least in high school, that know about um, how to manage their own money and create money from their own. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think having that course and having that education is really important. And along with that, I think just motivating students to take action on their own and not just simply rely on the schools because uh, not everyone has access to this education, um, especially as it's uh, growing right now. Um, So some states have Uh, mandated this, some haven't. So I would encourage all students to also take it upon themselves. Uh, So the next Mm -hmm. question is, uh, what ideas or tips do you have for teenagers who are trying to earn money and educate themselves about finance? I would suggest that teenagers should be open to any new ideas and they should try as hard as they can into what they believe will work. 
because it only works if you're really into it and if you really want it to happen. And also, I believe that different things work for different people. Some people may be ready to venture into business opportunities in high school and early on, but some may want to wait until after in their life or after college, after learning and education to fully go into business. Yeah, that's some really great advice. Uh, We really think that it's important for people to both have the education that they learn in high school, but also to have experience with the simple tasks of managing money and creating a budget, saving, and learning about different personal finance skills. So Mm -hmm. as we're nearing the end of our segment with you today, Shivam, our final question is, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? Yeah, I would just like to tell everyone that's listening to keep learning as much as you can and so that you could finally be financially independent in the future and don't give up on your dreams and keep going until you make it. I really like that. Uh, thank you so much for being here today, Shivam. We had an mm-hmm. awesome time with you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. We are going to take a short break. You are listening to Teen Money Matters with our guest, Shivam Patel, and we are talking about income and benefits. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Celtic Fair, a celebration of Celtic music and culture, from its roots in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Galicia, and Brittany, to its branches in Australia, Cape Breton, Canada, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and the Lehigh Valley. Bringing you music, interviews, and a weekly culture calendar every Thursday from 7 to 9 on WDIY Allentown listener-supported community public radio. Welcome back to Teen Money Matters. We are talking about income and benefits with our guest, Daniel Banks. Before we went to break, we were speaking with Shivam Patel, a freshman from Parkland High School, about his experience with managing money so far. Hi, Mr. Banks. How are you? I'm doing great, Sonica. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here today. Of course. Nice to be here. Um, So for our audience listening in, um, Mr. Banks is president at Silvercrest Insurance, and he can talk more about that. So could you tell us more about uh, you and the work that you do? Sure. So I'm currently a president and co-owner of Silvercrest Insurance Incorporated, which is a, an agency dedicated to brokering Medicare insurance for older individuals age 65 and over. I started in business about 23 years ago as an insurance professional and financial professional and um, discovered Medicare about 14, 15 years ago and knew enough at the time to think, hey, it would be a good idea to start an agency that specialized specifically in this one thing. And that was 15 years ago. And here we are today. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, It's really cool that you work in insurance and you're able to 
give us your time to interview you for this segment of our episode. So to get started, due to the growing number of financial influencers and the rise of social media, many teenagers are learning about how to make money through different ways, like a traditional job, investments, or even passive income. Can you explain some of these different ways to earn income? Sure. Um, so a traditional job almost speaks for itself. That's a job that you're going to go to and earn either an hourly wage or a salary. You'll have hours and you'll get a paycheck either at the end of one week or two weeks, however they pay. So it's really a, a work for pay type of situation. Investments are what I would, I would say investment income would be where you're going to invest in typically in the stock market. These are going to usually be blue chip type investments that you're going to derive dividends from. It doesn't always have to be the stock market. There's a lot of different investments out there that'll produce dividends. And it usually takes uh, some upfront capital for that type of investment to, to yield any sort of dividends. Passive income is interesting because traditionally passive income would have meant things like real estate investments where you might have tenants that pay rent. It could be uh, royalties from books, things like that. But these days, uh, a lot of people who are doing social media and can obtain a certain amount of followers, and I don't know the formula for this, I just know it exists, they may gain passive income through um, advertisers. And passive income literally means income that you're not necessarily working for that day. So if you're making passive income, you can maybe not get up for work that day and still continue to, to gain a paycheck. In my opinion, if you can earn passive income, this is obviously one of the best forms of income to, to get because it gives you a, a lot of flexibility. Awesome. And just to kind of connect with our previous segment with Shivam, just to reiterate that there are pros and cons to all of these different ways to earn money. So uh, whatever you are looking to do, just consider the different aspects, the different sides to all of these decisions. So transitioning to our next question, how have technology and other advancements impacted the way people earn income? And specifically, how should teenagers utilize these tools for their benefit? Well, technology has really enabled us to work from anywhere. Um, I think especially, you know, given the last few years where people didn't have the choice of whether to leave their homes or not and businesses still needed to operate, it really opened up the doors for uh, people to work from home. But home could mean anywhere these days when you have a laptop computer and you can connect to the internet, your, your workplace can be almost anywhere you get an internet connection. So the flexibility of, of that has just blown open doors that in my younger days, I would have never even imagined. We had always, you know, when we were growing up and we were your age, we had to go to the place that, that our job was, that location, and that's how we we went to work. We, there wasn't too many people working from home at that time. It was really something that you, if you knew somebody was working from home, that person was the envy of all their peers. But now it's become much more prevalent for people to work from home, even in a hybrid situation where sometimes they're in the brick and mortar office, but they're traveling or, or they're just working from home all the time. 
Yeah, definitely. Technology has impacted almost everyone at this point, and technology like artificial intelligence and machine learning will only impact people more in the future in terms of finance and other aspects as well. So to connect back to teenagers, what are some tips you could give to teenagers who are trying to earn more money either through just a traditional job uh, once they start to earn that income or through us, like maybe a startup business that they want to start through their own entrepreneurship ventures? Well, right now, there's an overwhelming shortage of service labor. And I mean things like mowing lawn. Um, there's a lot of people who are either too old to, to do some of the things they used to do or people that are too busy and don't want to do those things. But there's just a, an opportunity for, for kids who are motivated to go out there and to start this type of work, a service business. And again, I, I use lawn mowing as a, an example because the overhead is very minimal. I mean, you have a lawnmower, possibly gas. You could have an electric mower. And, and then you just go out and, and get work. And it's easy to get jobs because you can go on Marketplace um, even Craigslist, which I, I don't think younger people probably frequent Craigslist, but I can assure you that older people who are looking for those type of people to come in and do those jobs are still going on Craigslist. So there's just so much opportunity to do it locally. And the pay for that type of job is, you know, traditionally, if you're going to go work as a young person right now, the pay ranges are, you know, maybe 11 to $15 an hour. If you're doing service work, you could probably command 25 to $30 an hour, and you can give yourself a steady flow of work. So even if it's something you just did a few hours after work, you know, you're going to make more money than some people make working in a week at you know, a fast food restaurant or something like that. Um, so it's just a tremendous opportunity for people. And you can turn that into a business. Um, you can gain clients uh, and build a, a business that maybe you even sell later. So there's just a lot of opportunity there. Definitely. There is a huge market for potential for uh, students these days. And uh, just connecting with one of our previous episodes, uh, Paying for College, go check that out if you haven't. College students are looking to work a lot because they need to pay for college and it's definitely expensive, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the United States. So uh, some of the options that you mentioned would be really good to kind of maybe get into uh, while in college and also while in high school. Sure. So our next question is uh, about employers and benefits. Uh, many employers give benefits to their employees in a variety of different ways. So can you explain some of the more common and useful benefits? The most common benefit is going to be health insurance. And health insurance these days is a fairly expensive benefit for employers to provide. So there is a lot of value in having that paid for by your employer. Other benefits would be retirement accounts where the employer will match your contribution up to a certain percentage. In my agency, we give an automatic 2% contribution no matter what you contribute on your gross income, which means your income before taxes. 
And so the combination of those benefits on average for each employee might add another five to $10,000 of actual money on top of their salary. So they are very valuable benefits. Yeah. So as Daniel said, these benefits are really valuable. And can you explain more about how how employees should consider what benefits that they want to have and how they should choose jobs based on what benefits they offer? Well, it's certainly a good idea to to understand that, number one, we all need health insurance. Even as a young person who probably doesn't frequent the doctor, it's good to understand the what ifs, you know, so and how that might impact you in the future. So health insurance is an absolute must. You don't want to go without it. It's expensive if you have to buy it on your own. And, you know, there the other benefits, the, the match on your 401k or whatever retirement account they set up is a good benefit because that'll help. It, it'll make your savings look a lot better every month when your employer is also putting in money. So in other words, you put in let's say you put in $1,000, if they put in 3%, they're putting in an additional $30 each month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you turn around in two years, now you have a nice little savings and nest egg. So I think those two benefits are, are very important. Usually the benefits revolve around different insurances, the retirement accounts, but there might also be other perks you get with the job. You might get a free laptop. You might get maybe a car allowance if you're traveling. You might get mileage. Um, so you have to consider that. What's the expense going to be for you to actually work at this job? And are you going to get reimbursed for those expenses because you don't want to pay to work for somebody? Definitely. Um, I just in terms of choosing a job, I think there's a lot of pressure in simply choosing the one with the highest income. But I think it's also important to look at the other things that they're offering you and sort of weighing the different factors involved. Right. So uh, kind of moving on to from this question, uh, the benefits that you stated are some of the advantages that traditional nine to five jobs commonly hold over um, building own businesses or uh, building self-entrepreneurial venture. So in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of jobs versus businesses? So a job is, is going to provide security. You're going to know what your paycheck is every week or two weeks, whatever you get paid. You'll, you know, unless you're in a sales job, of course, that might vary. But you have the security of that check every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have health insurance. You're not responsible for whether the company is a success or failure. So you're, you're a cog in a wheel. But there's a lot of security that goes along with it. And you don't have the headaches of running a business necessarily. But you don't necessarily have the freedom of when you work or when you take a vacation or how you choose to work. Um, it's a little more flexible these days. I think the other thing I failed to mention about the benefits is most employers give you paid time off, which is generally about mm -hmm. 10 or 11 holidays a year, maybe three or four sick days. Um, so they, most employers will provide those type of benefits. But when you're a business owner, you can go on vacation now, I say this tongue-in-cheek anytime you want, but you are then responsible for the clients. When I go on vacation, I'm still checking my email. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when employees go on vacation, they don't have to check their email. They're gone. They get the peace of mind of a relaxing vacation. Employers also have to pay extra taxes. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so in your paycheck, you have 7.5% that you pay towards your FICA taxes. The employer has to pay twice that because he's paying yours on your behalf. So, And employers don't have their own health insurance. You have to buy your own health insurance. So there's just a few subtle, not, not really subtle differences, but there's definitely some differences. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of different work-life balance levels. Correct. Yeah, so as we reach towards the end of uh, this segment of the episode, what advice or resources do you suggest or have for teenagers and young adults about personal finance as a whole and earning money? Save. Save your money. Treat your, your personal situation as a business. And the most simple way to look at that is you don't want to spend more money than you have coming in. If you do, then you're in the red. And usually people who go in the red resort to credit cards, which is a very slippery slope. Um, So learn how to save. And if you're able to do that successfully, you want to look at maybe 10% of your paycheck. Um, If you can do that successfully, you're going to have a lot more flexibility in your options going forward because you're not going to be a slave to credit card debt and car loans. Um, Believe me. Out there, there's a lot of consumer, um, a lot of companies that just want you to spend your money, and you don't want to fall victim to that. Thank you so much, Mr. Banks, for being here today with us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. We're your hosts, Jayadit Dekatari and Sanaga Kotari. And this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Teen Money Matters.